Good evening and welcome to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA players, legends, and top instructors go to share their stories, insights, and playing lessons. Join Chris every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as he talks with the greats of the game. Tonight's show is sponsored by the French Lick Resort, Ben Hogan Golf, the PGA Tour Superstore, Two Wonder, the Salt Creek Golf Retreat, TaylorMade Golf, the Bobby Jones Apparel Company, and Superspeed Golf. Now, here's your host, Chris Mascaro. Good evening, folks, and thank you for tuning in and joining me again this week on Next on the Tee. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and it really is great having you here tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun. I've got a fantastic trio of guests tonight that I get to share with you. I've got two of the best instructors in the game, and they're both great friends on top of that, plus one of the top 50 best golf and fitness professionals as well. So we're going to help you from tee to green and, and then some this week on the show, and you're going to be feeling good about your game and your ability to swing the club and maybe a little bit better about your body and how to get loose and ready by the time this show ends tonight. Hopefully we've you know accomplished all three of those things. My first guest is Golf Academy lead instructor Brian Jacobs. You guys know how much I think of Brian. He's a great teacher and a 10 times better person on top of that. Be sure to check out his website, briannjacobsgolf.com. He's got a lot of great tips and instructional videos on there for you. We're going to tap into a few of those. We're going to learn techniques for how to warm up prior to our rounds. We'll also talk about how to have more confidence and make those three, four, five foot, you know, knee knockers on the green so that, you know, we get away from thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to miss this into a better frame of mind to think I'm going to make this all the time. We'll also talk about the clinics that he's out on the road doing with Colin Swatton, who is Jason Day's coach. So very excited about that and having Brian back on the show and looking forward to when that clinic actually comes down here to Atlanta. It's going to happen sometime in October. So we'll talk about all of that with Brian when he joins me in just a few minutes. Following Brian, I'm going to get a long overdue return visit from Catherine Roberts. Catherine is a fitness guru. Golf Digest has named her a top 50 golf and fitness professional. Check out her website, yogaforgolfers.com. We'll talk about that and how to build strength through yoga. We'll also talk about conditioning of the mind and the role that breathing plays in helping us, you know, get rid of some of the tension and to, and to really uh, help us focus and stay focused out on the golf course. So really looking forward to having Catherine as part of the show. She'll join me at the bottom of the hour. Then I'll round out tonight's show with a return visit from my good friend, Tom Patrick. Tonight, I want to get TP's thoughts on the new young guns that are taking the PGA Tour by storm, namely Matthew Wolf, who we just saw win at the 3M Open and only his third start out on the tour. Also want to get his thoughts on some of the other ones, Victor Hovland, Justin Sue, Colin Morikawa, uh, and then the sort of comparative, you will, to the, to the previous wave of young guns that we had, particularly the Justin Thomases and the Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau, right? Kind of compare the two groups. Is one on the way up and the other on the way out? Or what does Tom think? We'll get his perspective. He'll join me about 45 minutes from now. So there you have it, folks. More great insights, playing lessons, instruction coming your way tonight on this edition of Next on the Teen. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and taking the journey with me tonight. Before we get started, you guys know I always like to remind you about my good friends Mitch and Matthew Lawrence and their great golf shows. So Mitch has got one called Talking Golf Getaway, seeing his co-host Darren Bunch. They let you know about great places to go stay, play, and even eat and drink while you're there. You can find their podcast over on Golf Trip X, and that's a letter X, so GolfTripX.com. 
also available on great sites like Audio Boom, Stitcher, and Player.fm. So go there, check out their show, and learn about some of the hidden gem courses that we have around the country. His twin brother, Matthew, also has a great golf show. It's called Backspin Golf. It airs Sunday mornings from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time over on WLXG ESPN Radio AM 1300 up in Lexington, Kentucky. Show's fantastic because Matthew is just so much fun to listen to, and it's a great way to kick off your Sunday mornings. Again, it's called Backspin Golf, and you can stream it online by going to WLXG.com or doing what I did, which is download the WLXG app. And folks, as you also know, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort. Let's hear what they've got going on this summer. It's a Pete Dye masterpiece, the Pete Dye course at French Lick Resort. Pete says its location on one of the highest points in Indiana makes it special. The long views, you can see many 20 and 30 miles from many of the fairways and many of the tees and greens, and, and you can see it in 360 degrees. Donald Ross's hill course put French Lick on the golf map more than 100 years ago. It's where Walter Hagen won the 1924 PGA Championship and the place where today's Symmetra Tour ladies battle each year. It's the ambience around it that makes the golf course. Combine our many resort amenities with legendary golf and you have a getaway like no other. French Lick Resort is the home of the Senior LPGA Championship, won in 2018 by World Golf Hall of Famer Laura Davies. Play the course's champions play. Plan your trip now, online at FrenchLick.com. Yeah, folks, go online to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself. Again, it's a wonderful place, a lot of great golf. And oh, by the way, they've got a casino right there on the property for you as well. Check it out, FrenchLick.com. And well, folks, TaylorMade Golf has done it again. The all-new TaylorMade M5 and M6 drivers are out there, and what a great story they are. They both feature speed-injected twist face, created through a revolutionary manufacturing process where every single head, and I do mean every single head, is injected and calibrated to the threshold of the legal limit. Basically, every head is made to be tour spicy, so speed for all of us. Check them out online at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Please also check out our friends at the Bobby Jones Apparel Company by going online to bobbyjones.com. They've got their semi-annual sales event going on right now, savings of up to 50% off. You can also check out their brand ambassadors, Steve Stricker, Miguel Angel Jimenez, and Ernie Els as well. And you can even get a couple of playing lessons from Bobby Jones himself. Remember those great teaching videos he had? they got a couple of those right on the site as well. Check it out online by going to bobbyjones.com. Now back in making his sixth appearance with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Brian Jacobs. Let me remind you about Brian's background. He earned his undergraduate and then master's of education from State University of New York at Brockport. He became a PGA assistant director of instruction at Ravenwood Golf Club up in Rochester, New York back in 2006, simultaneously becoming a staff instructor for Hank Haney Golf. 2010, he became a director of instruction and a Hank Haney certified instructor at Iran Dequat Country Club in Rochester. In 2014, he became a lead instructor on the Golf Channel Academy. 2015, he started the Brian Jacobs Golf Academy at Ridgemont Country Club, also up in Rochester. Check out his website, brianjacobsgolf.com. A lot of great content on there to help you improve your game. I've got my Brian Jacobs Golf t-shirt on right now and very excited to have Brian back with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Brian, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, Chris, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Six times. I'm feeling old. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my friend, not intentional. So, Brian, I know you've got a lot of exciting things going on, particularly things what has captured my attention this year, and I certainly can't wait for it to arrive here in Atlanta in October. But you're out there 
uh, doing clinics with Colin Swatton, who is uh, Jason Day's coach. Talk about the things you're doing and helping people around the country improve their golf games. Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, Colin and I have uh, been friends for a little while, and, and um, we're very like-minded in our thinking and how we approach the game. And, and so we joined forces a little bit to, to uh, take uh, what we call tour practice series to different facilities around the country. And um, so what we do is we come in and do putting wedges and full swing, and then we also work on the mental game. So we work out of four buckets, uh, physical, mental, tactical, and technical. Um, so many golf schools are just technical schools. So we do classroom, we do um, on course as much as we can, and then on range and teach people how to practice rather than here's the, here's the correction, you know, you're on your own. And um, uh, what we try to do as well is um, trust in business for the professionals that are in the area. Um, and we want to lead uh, students into those professionals so that they can carry on, uh, you know, the instruction that we bring there. Uh, and then in the evenings, typically we either will do uh, either a charity Q&A for uh, PGA Ring or PGA Hope. And then, or we'll do a uh, roadmap for juniors. So it's a Q&A where parents and players can come in and, and talk to Colin and I about our players. Mostly I stand in the corner in that one, um, and they want to talk about Jason <laughs> and, and how he, uh, um, you know, how he rose to number one and, and then, uh, you know, kind of how juniors can navigate the process a little bit and, and be clear about how they're supposed to practice and play and how parents are supposed to cheer. And, and uh, so it's kind of a cool format for us. So, Brian, for, for everyone now listening and uh, thinking to themselves, boy, I hope they're coming to a city near me. Do you guys have a schedule out there available for the different dates and uh, cities you guys are going to be going to throughout the rest of the year? Yeah, we're formulating right now. It's, it's kind of we had a prototype run up here. Uh, that went pretty well and we learned a lot. And so our next date is October, um, and yours, but we've got interest in Ohio, uh, and a couple of different cities, Columbus, and then also Cleveland. And then, uh, we've got some interest in Oregon and in Boston. So we just need to firm up dates before I can, um, you know, launch it out. Uh, but it's, it's going to gain some traction. And then, uh, typically what we do is we do a Sunday and then on a Monday, we, uh, meet with the PGA section and uh, teach teachers how to teach as well. So it's kind of a twofold purpose, you know, to go into places. The, the price point's great. Um, we're usually, well, I'm about almost 2000 a day, and, and Colin's around the same, maybe a little bit more, 495 for us to come in. And we work with, you know, 16 students, um, so they get plenty of attention. And so we're not about the money. We're more about growing the game and, and uh, making sure that the messages are being sent the proper way. So pretty cool that we have a lower price point than a lot of schools that are out there, and, and they're being coached by, I feel, you know, with Colin, one of the best coaches that's, you know, ever been on tour because he's been on Jason's bag along with being his coach, which is very rare. And, Brian, you talk about, you know, teaching teachers how to teach, and I'm curious as, You've gotten to spend time with Colin and sort of observe one another. Have you guys seen in each other, you with him and he with you, different techniques that now you might actually incorporate when you guys kind of go back to, you know, he goes back to Jason, you go back to teaching the, the students you have up there in Rochester. 
have there been has there been a swap of hey that's a great idea hey i never thought of that sure yeah there is there's um he's brilliant you know and just talking with him and i always feel like i'm gleaning you know information off of him all the time but he's he's also you know with me saying wow that's a great way to do this or i never thought of that or or uh, you know even on the business end um i've gotten very involved in you know the golf channels business solutions and as well um, not only for my own business, but also to help other instructors out because typically instructors are really, really bad at business. They're great at teaching, but they're, they're awful. I mean, really at business. They don't know how to use social media and or they'll have all this technology, but they can't get students to come in, you know, so we're, we constantly talk about ideas about how we're going to drive people into our business. And, and with Colin, not just, um, you know, coaching Jason, um, you know, now he's not on the bag. So 25 weeks out of the year, he's not caddying anymore. So he's running a business. So it's, it's fun to help him with his business side. Um, and we bounce tons of ideas off each other when it comes to that. I go, you know, what do you think about this? And he'll say, oh, you know, he'll be more level headed about it than I might be. And, and so I appreciate him for that. And, and I know he appreciates me too from my business sense and my teaching sense as well. Um, so it's pretty cool, and I'll send him video, and he doesn't send me much video though. But but um, I send him videos of players, and and he'll say, "Hi, oh, man, you did a good job with that one, mate. You know that was really really good. <laughs> that I like, you know, where the shaft is, and I like this." Um, so it's pretty cool to be able to send him something, and I know that if it wasn't proper, he would also say, "Hey, let's um, you know, let's get try to get it here or there," which most teachers are. Um, I experienced that with just about every teacher that I've ever talked to, including Hank or Jim McLean or Martin Hall. All those guys are great. Tom, you know, TP is great. You know, they want to help. They want to make sure that the legacy of teaching is, is, you know, moving in the right direction. And Brian, you know, I'm sure you've had the conversation with Colin about being around Jason and Jason's rise. And you mentioned, you know, obviously Jason at one point had gotten himself to number one in the world. Mm-hmm. Has he shared what, what that's like? I mean, that's gotta be an awful lot of pressure, not just for Jason, but for Colin, who was not only his coach, you know, throughout this whole process, but also on the bag with him for so many years. Did he talk about mm-hmm. what it's like being under that sort of spotlight? Yeah, I think it, you know, when they rose up there, he knew it was going to happen. Um, you know, just by his work ethic and, and just his drive. And, and Colin is very black and white, which I like. It's either this way or this way. This is how it's going to go. Um, you know, and he knows that it's not a straight line. Um, and when you're around guys like that, um, who coach tour players or high level players, even like me, you become less emotional about it. You want them to win. You don't live and die with every shot. Like when I first started, um, I would die, you know, with every, like, oh my God. Like, how am I going to get this kid to, which it's an evolution, you know, and it's the same. No, I don't know if you, you noticed that or heard that, you know, Jason has really recommitted himself to being number one. Um, and he knows what it takes to get there and Colin knows what it takes to get there. So it's really cool to talk with him and, and, um, not so much share what he's doing with him, but just that process of, of what it takes, you know, how many days they're together. Like he's in Columbus right now working with him getting them ready for the open, you know, prepping them for it. And these guys go sun up to sun down every day. Um, it's just relentless, you know, in that pursuit. Um, and they know the formula 
I thought that it was a great move to hire Stevie Williams. Um, and, and he expects the best out of his player, who he's caddying for. And if it's not right, he'll speak up. And there's situations that players get into with their caddies. And so, like, I have players here, you know, they want their buddies to caddy all the time. And I'm like, your buddies can't help you in some situations, though. You know, you need a caddy, a real caddy. Um, and it's a very important part of the game. And, and that's what Colin really brings to that relationship, too, is that, He's been in the situation. He knows what it takes as a coach to get there. And he knows as a caddy the um, qualities that a caddy needs to help Jason out to be a teammate. So it's pretty cool to watch the process. Brian, I want to switch gears a little bit, and I want to start to get to some playing lessons that can help our listeners tonight save some strokes and, and to play better. And and you've got, like I said, I think at the top in your uh, in your intro, you've got some great videos on your website, again, BrianJacobsGolf.com. So let's talk about, you're sort of at the beginning, let's talk warm-up before our rounds. What are some things that you try to teach your students to do so that their bodies are ready to go play a round of golf? Right. Well, if they can, we try to get them to be there 90 minutes, you know, ahead of time. That's not reality, though, for most people. Most people are running from the office, um, which is good. They can run from their car, you know, to the first tee and really run instead of walk fast. Um, it would at least get some stuff moving, but, um, we prefer, like I'd prefer that they do some band stretching, um, you know, and get the body prepared. Uh, I know Catherine's going to be on later. She's awesome, by the way. Um, and she'll recommend some stuff as well where they've just got to prep their bodies. It's not just mental. Um, you know, you've got to get your body to move. So I'd have them take minimally, I'd have them take a couple of clubs and do some, you know, uh, hold them on the grips to like a four and a five iron and, and do arm circles with them. Um, we do a little bit of a, a lunge matrix, it's called, where they would lunge and then they'll take the club, they'll put their the grip side in one hand and they'll put their uh, other hand on top of the uh, iron, the nine iron they can use or an eight iron, and they'll do uh, multi-plane They'll go into a lunge with their left leg first out into a lunge position, and they'll go in front of their body holding the club, you know, straight up and down, and they'll rotate, you know, back and forth with the club on three different planes, and then they'll switch sides. And what it does is it helps open up their shoulders, helps them get some blood moving, and it puts them in a lunge position so that they're um, at least getting some some uh, warmth, you know, down in their body, and then just go play. Um, again, my preference would be that they would be there early, you know, and stretch, and then they could putt, chip, pitch, full swing, go back to putting, and then play. The first 30 minutes, I would have them be doing band stretching and, and, uh, you know, some, some plyometric movement. They could even do what's called frog jumps. I don't know if you ever heard of those, but, uh, it's a wide no. squat. Yeah, they'll, they'll wide squat, have their feet out as wide as they can get them go down and touch their hands on the ground and then jump up as high as they can jump um, and just, you know, get some, get some blood moving uh, and, and get their body moving a little bit. So um, I feel like I'm talking so much, but I guess that's the purpose, but uh, Indeed. I get very excited. Yeah. I get very excited about the fitness aspect as well. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of assessments on fitness with our athletes and the question I'll ask them is, do you feel like you're fit? And they'll always, almost always right i'm fit enough to play golf and i don't think they understand the stress and strain 
you know, that's put on the human body from a golf swing. Um, and then we start to maybe put them on K-Coach or K-Motion and start to show how their body segments differently and like their wrist angles and some of the other things that, you know, it's, it's amazing how the human body moves. And then you watch like Matt Wolf or Jim Furyk or you watch Ernie Els. And it just looks like, like Ernie Owls looks like he's barely swinging. But that, he generates a ton of speed. It's very hard on your body. It's hard on your joints. It's hard on your hands. It's hard on your elbows and your neck and your back. Um, it's amazing the younger people now, just how fit they are and how in tune they are with, you know, the high level players about staying in shape and preventing injury, which is huge, I think. And Brian, I also saw a video on your site where you do a warm-up drill where you keep your feet very close together to work on mm-hmm. balance. Talk about that sort of warm-up drill and what that does for us. Sure. Well, we look for people that have proprioception, which is basically being able to move in space. And so uh, we'll have them put their feet together. They'll just take an eight iron and they're just trying to hit it 100 yards. And they'll just swing back and swing through just effortlessly. We'll have them go to their trail leg and hit balls. Uh, then we'll have them go to their lead leg and hit balls or their push leg, which is their trail leg, and their post leg, which is their, their front leg. We'll have them hit balls with their eyes closed. Um, we'll have them hit them with one arm, you know, right arm, left arm. Um, we'll have them point with club face 45 degrees closed. And we're trying to get them to hit it at a target, which is 100 yards away and straight down the center of the range. Um, what's incredible is, is that Taking athletes out before, I, I did a lesson last year with a guy. I took him on three holes. He was plus three for three holes. I took him out again, and I said, okay, we're going to play with your feet closed right now. Minus two, same holes, playing just with his feet together. And he's like, well, why wouldn't I always play golf with my feet together? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> you know. But I said, what happened was is you started to eliminate all these mechanical thoughts that you had, and you just tried to keep your balance. You know, so you didn't fall over. So we do a lot uh, with our athletes. That's part of our warm-up a lot of times, you know, is to have proprioception. People can't balance when they're swinging the club. They, they're not going to be a good player. Brian, a couple more before I let you go. And you've also got an interesting drill. I saw one of your students where you took a towel and you sort of bent it maybe in like an arc sort of form. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she was yep. taking swings. Talk about what that drill helps us do. What we do is uh, we actually place a tee and a ball in the center of that towel. We make a half circle, and we want um, the student to understand that that circle is a curve. You're playing a side-on game. It's a round game. Uh, so we want the low point of the swing to happen at the bottom of the arc. Um, and so we may use a hula hoop or we may use a towel. Uh, we may point the hula hoop straight up and down and say, well, let's point straight up and down, and let's look and see how your swing moves. Well, it moves, it'll move too steep, the face will come in open, and it'll rotate open, and then they'll slice it, or they'll move it way to the right for a right-handed player. If we tilt it a little bit, um, and they start to understand that, that that club is moving on an arc, so it moves on a circle, it completes the circle when it gets to the front side of your swing, and then the ball is at the bottom of that arc. Uh, so it helps them to visualize a little bit better exactly what a golf swing you know, should look like. And it's, it's kind of a fun, you know, aha moment when their eyes blink and they're like, oh, I thought it was this way. I thought I was going straight back and straight through. Well, no, that's a slice. We want to move in a circle. 
um, you know, a tilted circle at a certain at a certain angle, and everybody's angle is different depending on how much they bend over, how long their legs are, how long their back is, how long their arms are. So it's it's really pretty cool. It's interesting when they have that aha moment. And they're like, oh, I get it now. They're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And Brian, I, for for those of us that um, that struggle with the three, four, five footers, you know, those knee knockers on the putting green, how can first of all, how can we stay more positive and not let the the negative thoughts, you know, creep in there? Instead of you know thinking, well, I'm just going to make this. We a lot of times we think, I hope I don't miss this. And how can we make sure that we are making more of those three to five footers so we're no longer knee knockers? We're just knocking them in. Right. I think, you know, first of all, I would practice 30 footers so that your lag putting's better and you have tap ins instead of five footers. Um, but we, I played yesterday with a gentleman and he had a ton of five and six footers. He didn't make any, you know, he, he under read most of the time. So what we teach our players with four footers and, and, you know, three and five footers is we have them find the predominant slope. So let's say it's moving left to right or right to left, we'll say. They're going to put it on the inside edge of that, you know, aim face on the inside edge, and then they're going to be firm with it unless there's some crazy break to it in general. They're going to go in. And, and I would say also they got to practice. You know, it's it's um, people take putting for granted, and you can't. You have to practice it. I practice almost every day, you know, putting. Um, it's, uh, it's never an afterthought either, and it's the fastest way, um, you know, that you can lower your scores. If you eliminate three putts, I mean, I've had a, a number of students that have started with me that have had seven, eight, three putts in one round. And you're like, what? It's seven or eight shots. We should never three putt. Um, you know, so we become better lag putters first. And then we are more confident with uh, four, three, four, and five footers. So, Brian, you know, I can't let you go without getting your thoughts on your Buffalo Bills for this upcoming season. <laughs> sort of slid yeah, back last year part. to a six and ten. But, yeah. They uh, took a step backwards after making the playoffs in 17. So what are your thoughts? How do you feel heading into this season? I feel great. I mean, they had a great draft. Um, they've had great free agency. They brought my favorite guy back of all time, though, uh, Lee Smith, who played for the Raiders. He was a, a Bill for a few years, and then he left and went to the Raiders. He's my buddy. Um, he's, he's a tight end, but he's a guard, you know, or a tackle. I mean, he just annihilates people. Um, and, and I think their defense is very, very good. They're very good up front. Um, Milano and, uh, Tremaine Edmonds are great. Uh, and also their back end is very, very good. So I think, uh, Poyer and, uh, Micah Hyde, I think are probably, if not the best safeties in the game, have got to be in the conversation of the top three. Uh, so I think Tredavious White and then, uh, I, I think Levi Wallace will probably start on the other corner. Uh, so I think defensively, uh, they're going to be phenomenal this year. And Josh Allen obviously has a year in the system and, and, uh, he's got some, some, uh, you know, they've got to, uh, get their line in better shape or offensive line, but, uh, they brought in some great free agents and some guy like Mitch Morris from Kansas City, who's a beast, uh, to play center. So I think that, uh, I think they're going to be okay. I'm not going to say Super Bowl, but I'm going to say playoffs. All right. Very good. Yeah, I think they've got a lot of young talent. I think this is a team that people can't sleep on. I don't know when we'll get to the time, Brian, when somebody else in the AFC East is a division champion over the Patriots. I'm hoping, like so many people, that that time is coming soon. And uh, if it is, I think the Bills are the team 
that's in position right. to do it. So good luck this season, my friend. Brian, right. remind our listeners how they can follow you online and over social media. Yes, absolutely. Instagram and Twitter at Brian Jacobs Golf. And you can find me online at brianjacobsgolf.com. Brian, always so much fun having you as part of the show, my friend. I hope you'll come back real soon. Looking forward to having you here in October. Looking forward to that clinic and uh, getting to spend some time with you. But I hope uh, you'll be back way sooner than that uh, in a a part of the show. Chris, thanks so much. I'm humbled and uh, uh, appreciate our friendship and and, uh, all your success is well-deserved. Thanks so much. I appreciate you, Brian. Take care, my friend. All the best to you and your family. You too. That is Brian Jacobs. BrianJacobsGolf.com is the website. A lot of great content on there, folks. Can't say it enough. So many great videos and a lot of teaching instruction as well. So uh, Brian is always so much fun, and I really enjoy him. And like I said at the top, he is a, a 10 times better person, and he is a golf instructor, and he's one of the best golf instructors out there. So looking forward to having Brian back on the show again real soon. Before I get to my next guest, Catherine Roberts, I want to remind you about a few of our sponsors. First, please check out our friends at the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. And folks, if you haven't hit a Ben Hogan iron since maybe the 80s or the 90s, do yourself a favor and get a demo iron of either their Fort Worth PTX, new PTX Pro, or their Edge irons. And take it out on the range and compare it to whatever it is you've got in your bag. All Ben Hogan irons and wedges are handcrafted one at a time in their Fort Worth, Texas factory. So no mass production, no shortcuts. Now you can order custom-made irons, wedges, and hybrids by going online to BenHoganGolf.com, and they're going to build those clubs to your specifications, and best of all, charge you a fraction of the typical retail price. Check out their complete line of forged irons, wedges, utility irons, hybrids, bags, accessories, and their new GS53 driver and fairway woods, which look absolutely fantastic. Again, you can check it all out online at BenHoganGolf.com. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. And now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is Catherine Roberts. You probably remember Catherine as one of the co-hosts of the Golf Channel's The Big Break. She is also the founder of Yoga for Golfers. She is a certified yoga instructor. She's also a Nike Swoosh elite athlete and on their advisory staff. She is certified by the Gray Institute in Applied Functional Science and Chain Reaction Biomechanics. On top of the work she does with golfers, she also serves as a yoga performance coach for several Major League Baseball teams. She's got another site called Human Performance for Sports, and that's what the word for. So humanperformanceforsports.com for athletes outside of golf. And I'm delighted she is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Catherine, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Oh, my goodness, Chris. It's so great to be back with you. How are you? I'm fantastic. Catch us up. How are you? What's been going on with you this year? Oh, my goodness. Well, where do I even start? Um, You know, yoga for golfers. uh, At this point, we actually have certified instructors in 40 countries, which is so exciting because we're able to bring these methodologies to golfers all over the world. And that's great. And, uh, And then we have, of course, the Human Performance for Sports website. And that methodology. And, you know, as you mentioned, I've been working in Major League Baseball for 16 years, and I'm working currently for eight Major League Baseball organizations on the major and minor league sides, which is pretty interesting because the movement patterns in baseball and golf are very, very similar. So that's that's been a whole lot of fun. So, Catherine, for for our listeners who want to go out there and, and check out both sites, again, yogaforgolfers.com, humanperformanceforsports.com, talk about what they're going to find on both of those websites. 
Right. So on the yogaforgolfers.com website, we have a lot of free videos um, where somebody can just click on to, you know, uh, mobility, flexibility, posture, um, hip mobility, whatever it might be. And so there's a lot of information on that website. That's also the website where we house uh, the instant videos that people can purchase so they can immediately start in with a yoga for golfers program so they can start to get more, again, you know, mobility, flexibility, strength, balance, which is really interesting listening to Brian talk about the importance of balance. Um, on that website as well, uh, we have something called the golfer's profile, which we've had thousands and thousands of people take this golfer's profile. It's up it, on the homepage. It's on the upper right hand corner. And what happens, Chris, is that when you hit that, when you click onto that uh, portion, the golfer's profile, you'll, you will receive a questionnaire. It's only about 10 or 12 questions. You know, what are your strengths on the golf course? What are your challenges on the golf course? What's your fitness level? And when you fill out that golfer's profile, immediate, and by the way, this is all complimentary, Chris, immediately you will receive in your inbox video tips that are, um, that are designed based on the answers to those questions. Because so many people say to me, I really want to get started, but I don't know where to start. And that's why we created the golfer's profile. And that's on the Yoga for Golfers site. Sorry, go ahead. And no, I'm just going to say it's interesting that you mentioned that because that's some of the things when people learned that you were coming on the show, I got a lot of feedback about, you know, like, so where do I start? How do I begin? You know, if I, can I do it if I've got an ache or a pain or maybe I'm a senior golfer and I've got a bad hip or a bad knee and that sort of thing? The fact that you are giving them the opportunity to do that sort of upfront assessment is fantastic. Talk about some of the things that you hear back from people that have taken it and now start to do these sorts of things? Well, some of the feedback that I've gotten, Chris, has been unbelievable. Guys saying to me, I've had hip pain for the last three years, and now I have no more hip pain. Um, I had low back pain, which, you know, 63% of golfers will experience low back pain. And their back pain becomes, you know, begins to subside. Um, you know, my, my, you know, my intention with creating the golfer's profile, Chris, was exactly what you just mentioned, which is, where do I start? How do I begin? And I also just want to make the point that the Yoga for Golfers program is not about putting your leg behind your head, okay? <laughs> the Yoga for Golfers program is designed and developed in the foundation of golf biomechanics. Everything that I teach in Yoga for Golfers, as well as all of our teachers all around the world and all the videos and instant videos that we sell and DVDs, et cetera, is all based in golf biomechanics. And the way that the program is taught is that we teach it in building blocks. We'll say, hey, you know what? If this progression is good at this level, stay here. If there's a little bit more, we can go here. If there's a little bit more, then we can go here. And I just want to tell you a little quick story. Um, I teach yoga for golfers out at Troon North Golf Club. I have a very great relationship with Troon Golf. And one time I had a class and this gentleman, he was a 71-year-old orthopedic surgeon that showed up for my class in a back brace. And he said to me, Catherine, you're the last stop on the train for me. This is the last stop because my partners want me to have back surgery and I really don't want to go down that road. So I'm going to give you a shot, okay? 
He signed wow. up for the eight left. He signed up for the eight lessons, which is two lessons a week. Okay. This is a group lesson, two lessons a week for four weeks. And his feedback to me was not only was his back pain reduced by about 80%, but he said, I never felt like there was nothing I couldn't do. And I really want to get wow. that across to people that this is something that's designed to help people of all levels, all ages, people with injuries, you know, and younger golfers that are very, very fit that need to develop, as Brian was talking about, you know, more proprioception, better balance, how to do single leg glute activation, how to create more power. So it's so, yeah, so there you have it. All right. So, and you mentioned the word foundation, because that's where I want to go next and sort of build from the ground up. And, and one of the things that you talk about is foot function. How does foot function yeah. help us get in tune with the ground and then therefore develop more power? Right. So, Chris, you and I could do, I don't know, 15 conversations about foot function. I think that it is one of the most underrated, under-discussed aspects of golf performance out there. So when you understand something called the kinematic sequence, when you understand the body and looking at the body as a kinetic chain, everything starts in the feet. So for example, when you are thinking about, um, you know, going to the top of your backswing, what happens is that the, the, the efficiency of the kinetic chain and the kinematic sequence starts from the feet travels up to the hips, to the thoracic spine, to the shoulders, to the hands, and out to the club, to the top of the backswing. Similarly, in the downswing, it starts from your feet, to your hips, to your T-spine, to your shoulders, to your hands, and out to the club. K-Vest, K-Motion, which is a company that I'm associated with, proves that through three-dimensional motion analysis. Like, I didn't wake up this morning, Chris, and make this up. This is science. Everything I do is based in science. If you have an inability to what's called dorsiflex or plantar flex your ankles, that is an immediate leak in the chain of the kinetic sequence. So when people, you know, when people say, well, what does it matter whether my ankles can dorsiflex or plantar flex? It matters a lot for all sports, especially the rotational sport of golf. So we do a lot of things with foot function, teaching people how to spread their toes, how to lift in their arches, how to pull power up from the ground. Foot function is tied to pulling power up from the ground, which is what we call ground reaction forces. And if you don't have that ability to articulate, articulate your foot successfully, again, it's an immediate leak of power up the kinetic chain of the body. So, Catherine, another area that I think is underserved and also plays a very important part in our ability to be successful and, and uh, out on the golf course and really just about anywhere is breathing. Talk about how proper breath techniques can help us maintain our focus better. Well, the first thing is breathing is the fastest way to reset the mind. I mean, would you agree that golf is mental? Indeed. Yes. 
By the way, Chris, I'm a golfer. I've been a golfer since I was 15 years old. My parents played on the golf team of our country club. I've been surrounded by golfers my whole life, okay? Golf is very mental. And the way that you can, again, reset the mind, if you've had a bad shot or even a great shot, to move into what we call in the yoga world being being focused, having one-pointed concentration, which is standing over the shot that's in front of you, not worried about the last shot, not worried about the next shot, being fully present is to use the breath. The other thing is, is that, you know, in, in, we have in our nervous system called the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. You have the parasympathetic nervous system, which is more of a relaxed state. From a physicality standpoint, the body needs to be relaxed. The muscles need to be relaxed so that when you're rotating into your backswing, I'll use this as an example, the body need, the muscles need to be relaxed so you can do what's called eccentrically loading the muscles to its full range of motion so that you can contract the muscles and concentrically explode the muscles for more power. Okay. So what I teach my athletes to do is when they're in their uh, in their address position to take a long big inhalation through the nose a long calming exhalation out of the mouth to feel their traps drop to feel the muscular tension of their shoulders forearms and hands relax so that then when they load to go to the top of the backswing you have a relaxed muscle so there's the mental side of it, and then there's the physical side of it. And this is all based in, you know, biomechanics and and science, right? So does that make sense? Yes. So there's the mental part and there's the physical part. And I think that you'd be surprised how few people understand how to breathe. The other thing that I do is I do, and Brian talked about this too, about putting too, right? So I do, I travel all over the world working at various clubs, uh, doing full day clinics, you know, one and two day full day clinics. And one of the clinics that we do is a clinic on putting because people don't really think about the physicality of putting. Now your short game is 60% of your score, right? And putting is 42% of your score. So if you're not spending time working on your putting because it hurts your back, which most people don't like practicing putting because it does hurt their back, I have a whole program that's designed just for putting. And part of that, to your point about breathing, has to do with breathing. So, you know, when you're standing over that putt, you need to take a big inhalation before you start your takeaway, and then you exhale, and again, your traps relax. And you think about moving your arms from what's called your thoracic spine, which is the middle of your back, versus just using your hands. And so that way you're able to get a more consistent, efficient, um, repeatable putting stroke. So, Catherine, a couple more before I let you go. But as you've talked about, you know, your muscles needing to relax and all of those sorts of things. One of the things that most of us aren't good at is getting prepared for our round of golf with stretching and that sort of thing. We're typically running from the car to the first tee and, and away we go. And we, we're terrible for the first four holes until our muscles loosen up and then we start to play better. What what are some things that you think for, for those of us that might only have 15 or 20 minutes before our tee time that we can do to loosen ourselves up so we give ourselves a better opportunity to swing more freely and to have a good round of golf? 
Yeah, you know, one of the things that I hate hearing from people is that, oh, I wasn't really warmed up until the fourth hole. <laughs> yep. Right? So back to the kinematic sequence where everything is starting in your feet. Um, what I would suggest is, again, and, and Brian talked about this a little bit as well, is where you're in a lunge position. So your left foot is forward and your left knee is bent. Your right leg is straight behind you. You lift and lower your right heel, and that's going to get your ankle and your foot into dorsium plantar flexion. It's going to get your right hip into extension. Okay, and then you hold the club in front of you, right at shoulder height, and then you take an inhale to lengthen your spine, and you exhale, and you rotate over your front leg. So if your left leg is forward, you're rotating left, okay? So I really like that because then that works again, the whole kinematic sequence, the whole kinematic chain from the feet up to the hip. Um, at that point, I would also say we need to do some lateral bending. Everything that I do, Chris, works in all three planes of motion, sagittal, frontal, and transverse plane. So now you just hold your arms over your head at shoulder height and you take an inhale and you laterally bend left and right. The reason you do that is the big turning muscles of your spine are your latissimus dorsi, okay? And so when you do this lateral flexion right and left, that gives you a good stretch of your lats and that can help you turn more, that can help you turn better, okay? So now we have rotation and we have lateral bending and we have frontal, uh, with sagittal plane um, extension and flexion. Uh, the other thing I like is that when you, let's say I'm standing here, I'm gonna take my right foot forward my left knee is bent. My right toes are back towards me. This is basically a hamstring stretch. I'm going to take an inhale. I'm going to exhale and I'm going to hip hinge, which we need to do as golfers is to hip hinge. I'm going to hip hinge over my right leg. And that's going to give me a nice, good uh, posterior chain stretch up the hamstrings and, to the, and through the back. So, and you know what? We have so many video tips on our website that are complimentary that people just need to go there and check them out. Um, our par level series and birdie level series instant videos or instant downloads. So you can have them on your phone and they have different dynamic warm up. When you're warming up for golf, Chris, you need to be warming up dynamically. Golf is an explosive movement from a static position. Do not do static movements and static holds when you're warming up for golf. And we've got all that on the website available for people. Catherine, you're the perfect person to answer a question that I've had in the back of my mind for years. And that's one of the things that Tiger Woods talked about when he was going through a lot of his health issues is that he was unable to activate his glutes. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've like, what does that mean? How do you, what, what, where are your glutes getting activated in the golf swing? Explain that to, uh, to us and all those who've wondered what the heck he meant by that. Well, first of all, the, your glutes are some of the most powerful muscles in your golf swing, and that's because they drive your lower body, okay? So your glutes are your bum, Chris. Like, reach around and grab your bum right now, Chris. I want to hear that right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got it. Okay. okay, you got him. Now, let me tell you, this is something that I work with my Major League Baseball players on all the time, and let me just share a very quick way that people can learn to activate their glutes. And this is this is a single leg activation ex exercise to target the glutes. Okay, because if you think about this, in the golf swing, the only time where your glutes are activated simultaneously is at a dress. As you start to begin your takeaway, there is more activation in your right glute than there is your left. When you go through impact, there's a different shift of activation. When you go through finish, there's more activation on your left glute than your right. Would you agree to that? I would agree. 
Okay. So let me give the listeners this quick exercise. Here I am. I'm in my office. I'm standing with my feet side by side. Okay. I'm going to bend my knees. So it's like I'm sitting in a chair, like a child's chair. Okay. I'm going to extend my right leg back behind me. So I'm balancing on my left leg. I'm holding onto my chair. From here, my upper body will hinge forward as my right leg comes up. So I kind of look like a teeter-totter, right? Like a seesaw. Okay. My left Mm. leg is bent a lot. Now from here, I'm going to take an inhale. I'm going to exhale to push my left leg into the ground to activate the glute and to come to standing. I'm going to repeat that 10 times so that I can start to activate that single leg glute activation. And by the way, being able to not turn on your glutes is a real thing. And typically it happens because people have very tight hip flexors and there's something called lower cross syndrome. So when your hip flexors are tight, it makes the glutes weak. And we live in a society of too much sitting. So the hip flexors are very tight and the glutes are weak. So that exercise that I just shared, which is called, in yoga, it's called a warrior three pose. And weight training and strength and conditioning, they call it a um, single leg, uh, uh, single leg RDL, single leg Russian deadlift. Um, but that exercise is tremendous for waking up and activating the glutes. And I would re- recommend that not just for golf, but for getting up and out of a chair. Well, Catherine, before we let you go, please remind our listeners again about your websites and then how they can follow you as well over social media. For sure. So the website is yoga for F O R yoga for golfers.com on inst- on um, Twitter. I'm at Roberts yoga on Instagram. I have a different, I have a different handle because that has to do with my human performance website. So it's human underscore performance underscore for F O R underscore. And then the word sports. So human performance for sports underscore between each word. And Chris, every single day on Twitter and Instagram, I am posting video tips. So please follow me. And the other thing is if I'm able to help anyone, shoot me an email and we will get on a call. I do lots of live remote coaching with people all over the world. I look at their golf swing. I take them through an assessment and then I prescribe them a very highly personalized uh, training protocol. Well, Catherine, you are absolutely phenomenal. So many questions. And you and I were conversing before and saying, you know, boy, we could probably do a couple of hours on uh, everything that you've got going on. So I would sure love to have you back sometime soon. Talk more about, you know, the foot function and, and everything else that can help our listeners be healthier, get more range of motion and enjoy the game more because uh, you're absolutely spectacular, my friend. Well, it would be my pleasure. And thank you so much for having me on, Chris. Take care, Catherine. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. Okay. Sounds good. You too. That is Catherine Roberts. And I'm telling you, folks, you got to go on uh, yogaforgolfers.com and check out the videos that are available there to her credit as she was talking about the different things that she posts. It's fantastic stuff. And I, and I'm, you know, Hey, look, I'm raising my hand here. I need help in that area. I, I tried to do some of those and, and, uh, struggled uh, to get it done, but I know it's the right thing to do for my body. I know it's the right thing to do for my golf swing. If I want to, uh, you know, play the game at a, at a decent level as I continue to age and, and really just feel better in life, just sort of in general. So, um, it's great stuff. And, uh, like you said, you know, go up, go on there, 
uh, get yourself registered and start to get some of that free content. It's fantastic. And I look forward to having Catherine back on the show again, I hope really, really soon. All right, before I get to my next guest, and you know, our good friend Tom Patry, and uh, boy, it's always a great time when TP is a part of the show. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, a couple of our friends. First, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Positive Vibes Golf. Go check them out online at positivevibesgolf.com and follow them on Twitter at pvibesgolf. Their head covers and putter covers are a unique way to keep your mind focused on the positive thoughts, you know, that, uh, that we all need when we're on the golf course, right? We, we do so much self, negative self-talk. Boy, this is a great way to bring your mind back to a positive way of thinking and, and really just to have more fun. One of the things on their, on their head covers, enjoy today. What a wonderful message, right? You're out there with your friends. Enjoy today, right? Enjoy the game. Enjoy being outside. Enjoy the company you're with. It's a great way to put positive images back in your mind. Again, see what I mean by going online to PositiveVibesGolf.com. I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret that pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus four technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play plus four and release the secret pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence. Grip Golf Pride. And this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Two Under. I want to remind you about our friends over at Two Under, men's performance briefs, the unofficial underwear of the PGA Tour. Worn by PGA Tour players like Ricky Fowler, David Toms, Jerry Kelly, William McGirt, Jason Kokrak, and Matt Everett, to name just a few. Your buddies are going to think you're a stud if they're even seeing you in your underwear, which is another story. And your girlfriend and her wife is going to love the side effects, a visibly enhanced profile. The Joey Pouch technology provides the ultimate male asset management. It separates a man's most valuable assets from bodily contact to reduce unwanted skin-on-skin contact, providing less chafing, more control, and an altogether more luxurious feel. Start every round two under by wearing the coolest performance briefs on the market. Use code ONTHET20 to save 20% off your order at twounder.com. And that's the number two. UNDR.com. All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is my good friend Tom Patry. Tom is a Golf Tips Magazine top 25 instructor. He's also the new director of instruction at the Hawthorne's Golf and Country Club in Fishers, Indiana. And if you're anywhere near Indianapolis and need help with your golf game, go on his website, tompatry.com, subscribe to his newsletter, and then go see him with book a, book a lesson and go check out Tom. It's not going to get any better for you. Tom is uh, just absolutely one of the best instructors anywhere on the planet, and I'm excited he's back with me again tonight here on Next on the T. Hey, TP, how are you tonight? Christopher, my man, what's going on, big boy? <laughs> I'm excited to have you back on the show. It's been a little oh, too long. We... I'm so excited. I can't even see straight. I'm so excited. I'll tell you. <laughs> I appreciate you, Tom. So, I got, Tom, I got, tonight. I got, I got a... Listen, I, before you say that, I got a proposal for you, okay? Okay. Here, here's my yep. personal two things. First thing is anybody that would schedule a podcast during Major League Baseball's All-Star Game may be a communist. I just want to just throw that out there, okay? So, <laughs> so I, I, don't, I, I can't believe that I'm, a, I'm on a podcast with you in the, in the All-Star Game. So that's number one. Here's number two. I'm going to take six players for the next five years on the PGA Tour, and I'm going to give you a choice of nine names to pick six from, okay? I'm going to take 
Matt Wolf, Colin Morikawa, Victor Havland, Joaquin Neiman, Justin Shu, and Sam Burns for the next five years, and you can take any of the following six of nine. Ricky, Justin Thomas, DJ Brooks, Spieth, Day, Rory, Woodland, or Tiger. Okay, and then we're going to compile wins and money, and whoever loses has to caddy for the other person for the following. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to take the six newbies, the babies on tour. Yep. Okay, and you're going to take a pick of those six of nine current superstars, or as I would put it, based on these six youngsters, you're going to take six has-beens against my six newbies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you what, that, that's that's not an easy bet as it might seem. And, and again, you know, we know how fickle the PGA Tour is and, and, you know, guys can burst onto the scene and then and then fade away. But I'm telling you, Tom, boy, looking at some of these kids, at, you know, it's the new young guns versus the old young guns. I don't know. You might have the winning let team. Throw, let me throw a couple things at you yesterday. So in the final yep. round, we know Matt Wolf, Matt Wolf wins. We know that. He shoots 65. Yep. Collins shoots 66, and Havlin shoots 65. So they, the three young guys in the last round shoot 65, 66, 65. I mean, is is that unbelievable? On Sunday, yeah, stretch. I mean, I tell you, and and then you're right. It's it just it's just incredible, right? And then and then we have and and here I'm gonna get in trouble again. I love to get in trouble on your show. Or we have Speed feeling sorry for himself. Rory can't find the handle. You know, I mean, the, these guys, Justin Thomas has been kind of a non-factor this year. These guys are yeah. young, 28 and 29 years old. But guess what? If they don't be very careful, they're going to get run over by a freight train from behind. They need to wake up. Yes. These kids, these kids are unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Yes, they are. They are. It's, so it's, let's, I, let's talk it's, about them. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you know, I want to start getting you know, getting your thoughts on these guys individually. I know collectively they certainly burst onto the scene, particularly you know this this past weekend where it seemed like they were all at the top of the leaderboard. But uh, I want to get your thoughts on Matthew Wolf. He's a, he's a kid who's won the NCAA individual title earlier this year. Obviously won on Sunday and just his third start on the tour. What are your thoughts? Can you know? Obviously his swing is very unconventional. I mean, listen, so is Jim Furyk, okay? So is Gabe Brewer. So is Chichi Rodriguez. So is Raymond Floyd. Jack Nichols had a flying right up. I have no problem with the individuality of Matthew Wolf's golf swing. The thing that I love about Matt Wolf, and I haven't seen Matt Wolf very much. I've only seen what you guys have seen on TV. I have not seen him up close. But you know what? He has a huge heart and a very big pair of, and I won't say the word on your show, but there's no fear for that. these kids. These kids are fearless. They don't fear anybody. They are seasoned at 20 years old. This kid is 20. He's not 22 or 21. He's 20. Okay. And not only, like you said, won the NCAA. Nick was the player of the year in college golf. I mean, he made eagle in 18 after Bryson made eagle. Like, excuse me, I'm coming through. Pardon me, son. Get that funny hat and gold stand in the corner, and I'll, I'll, I'll sign an autograph as I come by. I mean, you know, get out of my way. You know. It's un- it's just nothing. Like it was no big deal. And then who do you mm-hmm. want to talk about next? I got the whole list right in front of me here. Who who's next? 
Uh, all right, so let's move on. Let's talk uh, Victor Hovland. He's uh, another guy, right? He finished tied for 14th well, this past weekend. He won the, the U.S. Amateur before. Talk about yeah, him. So, what do you like about him? Well, so all he did, all he's done in the last two years is he won the U.S. Am. As an amateur, he finished 13th at the Australian Open. He was low amateur at the Masters. He finished 12th at the U.S. Open this year, shooting the lowest score ever, 280 by an amateur, breaking a fellow named Jack Nicholas's amateur record. But other than that, he hasn't done anything. And, and, and he really played bad at the 3M when, when Matt Wolf won. By the way, he only shot 15 under, you know, for the week. So he, obviously he's not very good either. Who's next? <laughs> let's talk, let's talk Justin Sue. There's a guy who was a number one amateur and a four time All American. You want to hear a crazy thing? In college, he shot 64 rounds at USC, USC in the 60s. 64 rounds wow. in the 60s during his college time at USC. So, and he has no problem going low, okay? You know, four-time first-team, four-time All-American in the Pac-10. In, 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 in I mean, the kid is, he's just as good. We haven't seen him really shine yet, but guess what? His day is coming also. Who would you like to talk about next? All right, let's talk about uh, Colin Morikawa. What about him? Well, so I love this golf swing. This is the golf swing that probably... You know, as a traditionalist and a, and a conventionalist and a fundamentalist, what a beautiful tempo. He reminds you of Al Guyberger swinging the golf club. He reminds you of Payne Stewart swinging the golf club. Just a beautiful cadence and tempo to his golf swing. But he hasn't really accomplished much. He's, he's only won the Sunny Hammond, the Transmiss, was a Walker Cup team player, won the Western Junior. And, and before finishing runner-up to Matt yesterday, tied for 14th at the Canadian Open. Other than that, he's not very good either. Anybody else you'd like to talk about, Chris? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I want to switch gears just a tad, Tom, because I want to talk about some of the other guys that you say are the has-beens because, you know, we look at guys like Justin Thomas. You mentioned JT. Before we go on there, let's just not let, let's not forget this kid, Sam Burns from LSU, pretty, pretty damn yeah. good. And this kid, this kid, Joaquin Neiman from South America has already won six professional tournaments at age 21. So that rounds out my top six right there. I mean, the folks listening tonight have to take those six names down and follow those guys week to week because I think all hell's about to break loose. Well, they certainly have taken the PGA Tour. Yeah, let's talk about the has-beens. So Justin Thomas, 26-year-old has-been. He's got a major, right? He won the 2017 PGA and he got off to a good start this year, TP. I mean, he had three top threes back in January, February, but been struggling with a, a wrist injury and uh, sort of not been heard from much since early this year. Talk about him. I mean, is, is this a kid? I mean, the thing that amazes me about JT is he's 5'10", 160, and he's hitting the ball 330 off the tee. I just don't know that the body can take it for, for with just the frame that he has. But uh, what are your thoughts on Justin Thomas? Well, well, first of all, we're, we're, listen, we're, 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 we're kidding around here about Haskins, okay? We know the kid's a wonderful talent. Yeah. He's got, he's got tremendous game. He's got tremendous length. But, you know, I agree with you because I, I always worry about the amount of speed these guys are creating for the frame of their body. You know, I look at the speed. I look at the body. When you look at a Kepka, when you look at a Gary Woodland, who's a big, strong, thick body guy, you know, you think that that can hold up a little bit under the, under the speed. Over time, but when you look at a guy like you said, who's kind of five eight, one hundred and forty pounds, and he's creating that kind of speed, and they all of a sudden, 
at 28 who's got a really severe wrist injury, you know, I think that's a little bit of a red flag. You know, we, we've seen what Tiger's gone through with his knee and his back and his neck and, you know, and, 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 and his and a variety of injuries. So I, I'm, that, that to me as a coach, looking at a kid that age and that size frame is you got to sit up and take notice of that. You got to really pay attention to that. And you got to really think about how you're swinging your golf club. Now, am I suggesting you make a swing change? No, I'm really more suggesting that maybe he just throttles things back and plays golf in a, in a little different cadence or a little different tempo. Maybe listen, he's got he's got plenty of yards to burn, so I'm just a little concerned about that. Who who do you want to talk about next? Which has been now? <laughs> Give me your thoughts on on Jordan Spieth. He uh, he'll turn 26 later this. Uh, uh, he'll turn 26 later this month. On the 27th, he turns 26. So we know about his three majors. We saw him have, a, you know, a tie for third at the at the PGA Championship. But do you think he, he's coming out of a stretch where he's just had sort of one of those bumps in the road that guys get during the course of their career? Or are you concerned about other things? Maybe his mental makeup. I would like, I would love to have lunch with Jordan Spieth and sit down for two hours with him and just talk about body language and attitude and 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 how he presents himself and how he how he treats himself actually. Jordan Spieth is not nice to Jordan Spieth. Okay? And and that I think that, you know, Bob Rotella is a dear friend of mine and one of the greatest things he ever told me was the most damaging thing you can do is hear your own voice through your own ears say something bad about yourself. You know, if you and I were playing golf, Chris, and, and you were we were razzing each other and, and you kinda half seriously said to me, You know, T P you stink. I would kind of look at you and tell you to, you know, go jump in a lake and, and wouldn't, and make no, don't, and I wouldn't think twice about it. But when you, when you do that to yourself, when you, when you beat on yourself in your own voice, Bob always told me that was the most damaging thing you can do to your mental psyche. And this kid beats himself up hole by hole, round by round, day by day, week by week. And it's, and, he, and he's been in this funk mentally. We've watched this now for, for a couple of years now. And he, and he can't seem to right the ship. Aside from that, I'm not crazy about his footwork and his legwork. I think his footwork and his legwork, it's really out of sequence with the rest of his body, and, and he has trouble squaring the club face up on a regular basis. So that, out of all the kids that we talked about in the has-been category, that's actually the kid, and I know he had that wonderful year where he set the world on fire, but that's the kid I'm probably most concerned about right now as far as going forward. All right. Let's talk a little Bryson DeChambeau, guy who almost won this past Sunday. Hasn't won a major yet, but he does have five victories out there, including two wins in the FedEx Cup playoffs last year. But his swing is unique, you know, a little Mo Norman-esque, if, if you ask me, and and, uh, and obviously the, the one-length golf clubs that he uses. But he's only a few uh, months shy of his 26th birthday. So give me your thoughts on DeChambeau. Is this a guy that's destined for greatness? Listen, you can't argue with the success he's had so far. He's played tremendous golf the last, you know, 18 to 24 months. Uh, he, you know, he's won, you know, a bunch of events really early in his career. But he, he's almost like, I always view him as like a ticking time bomb, you know. The volatility and, and the, you know, and the anger at times is, you know, is pretty well documented. Um, he has, a, he, it seems like he has kind of a short fuse, 
And that's the kind of motion I think, Krista, when it goes off, you know, it's hard to find your way back. He's so mechanical and so rigid and so um, robotic. Um, and, and I wouldn't compare anybody to Mo Norman myself. I, I think Mo Norman is in a class by himself as, as in a freakish kind of way. Um, uh, you know, I, I, Bryson, I, I don't, I don't like the way it's not my style. I don't like the way I don't like the way he goes about it. I, I worry about that if that gets off a little bit and he gets a little sideways, uh, the way he acts emotionally, he could he could go into a tailspin. You know, I, I I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big Bryson fan on that on that front. So speaking of young guys with volatility and a ticking time bomb, let's talk John Rom. I got a guy that just won the Irish Open, but there's a guy. You want to talk about a ticking time bomb, TP? So John, but John Rom makes no pretense about who he is or how he acts. I mean, you know, Bryson gives you that cool as a cucumber thing, and then he, you know, he loses his mind. John Rom has never hidden the fact that he's got a temper and and that he could give, a, you know, he could care less what you think about it or I think about it. He's going to go out and do his thing the way he does it. The kid's got a ton of talent. He's got a ton of length. He's got a ton of fight in him. Now, I don't, I don't like the anger thing myself. I think that's a little bit too dramatic for me on the golf course. I think that, you know, Jack did a wonderful job of staying cool. Tiger, for the most part, did that. Raymond Floyd was incredible at that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm more in those camps as far as how you play the game and how you control yourself. Um, so John Rahm is going to, is going to have, get on these tremendous runs where he plays well and just, he goes on four and five week stretches where he plays out of his mind great. Uh, and then he's going to get sideways a little bit and he's going to be slamming clubs and, you know, cursing at the moon and, you know, banging his bag. And that's, that, that's just who he is. I mean, I, I don't, he, but he's got a ton of talent and he's got a ton of heart and feel and he's got a lot of golf shops and golf shots in his bag. And, you know, let's face it, he's won, he's won all over the world already. You know, he's won in multiple situations and multiple conditions. Um, I, I think he's around for a while. TP, just a couple more before I let you go. And I want to go back to Matthew Wolf for just a moment because you've talked about some of the great players of all time that had different golf swings, the, the Raymond Floyds and the Chichi Rodriguez's and, and, uh, and the like Jim Furyk still playing. But, um, when something starts to go wrong with a golf swing like that, how, how, as an instructor, how do you figure out how to get him back, you know, to where he was? I mean, there's, like, the kid's got so many moving parts and things that aren't are unconventional that it seems like there's so many opportunities for things to go wrong. How do you fix it if it does? You know, I, I, I'm, I become dear friends and, and follow closely uh, an instructor named Bob Grissett. I, I'd advise anybody out there, G-R-I-S-S-E-T-T. Bob has a... Uh, a tremendous uh, resource of video libraries of, of golf swings from the turn of the century to present. And he's a wonderful instructor, just moved from California to Florida. So he and I have made a little pact. We're going to spend a lot of time together this winter. Um, but he's a, it's a, a tremendous golf brain. And he just sent me a piece of film of, of Matthew Wolf. And it's kind of from hip high to hip high, if you will. If you can imagine the downswing from the right hip down through impact back to the left hip. And the picture he sent me, the video he sent me, 
was waist high down. So you didn't really know who it was. And he said to me, who is this? And he, and I, I played the video and from waist high to waist high, Chris, it is absolutely, believe it or not, it's absolutely textbook. It's not, you, you wouldn't break it down that way because you look at, you look at the wildness of the backswing and the rerouting of the golf club at the top. But from waist high to waist high, it is as good as anybody you've ever seen swing a golf club. And I'll, I'll talk about, you know, Nelson and Hogan and Sneed and anybody you want to talk about, you know, from waist high to waist high. It's as good as that. So he, you know, listen, that's all that matters. You know, that, that area of the golf swing is where everything actually happens, where the club is delivered and the ball is struck and compressed and, and, and leaves the face. So he has the ability, as does Jim Furyk, as did Fuzzy, as did Jack. You know, you know listen, Arnold was not exactly pretty, um, but did a wonderful job through the impact area. So that's all that really matters. And I think we get our eyes drawn to that wild backswing and the takeaway and the change of direction. But he puts the club on plane in the downswing, delivers it beautiful, compresses the golf ball, and leaves the impact area down the line in, in, a, in a classical way. So when I look at golf swings that are unconventional, I spend a lot of time looking at waist high to waist high, and that really tells me the story of the player. So he is unique. He is different. It is timing-based, no doubt about it. But the kid clearly has incredible hand-eye coordination. Um, and and, and I'll, I'll, I'll go out on the limb. I could see Bryson DeChambeau losing the sequence much faster than I could see Matthew Wolf losing the sequence. How's that for a statement? Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. TP, one more before I let you go. And one thing no, that uh, I'm up to, I'm up till midnight, Chris. Let's keep going. I'm good. You, you're already ruined, <laughs> you got you're an All Star game to get back to. Remember, you're, you already ruined the All Star <laughs> game for me. So keep my mouth. Keep going. <laughs> I want to talk. I I saw the images that you put out there on social media about weight transfer. I want to talk about that because I want to talk. I'm going to be selfish for five minutes, and I want to I want to talk about that cause, because I've always been about balance. You know, fifty percent of the weight on each foot, and I wasn't a you know back you know, putting the weight on my left side and then transferring it to my right side. And I'm like, well, that seems awkward and weird until I saw those pictures of you on that board. Talk about how you go about teaching people to load up on the left and get it moving over to the right. Yeah, well, so I'm I'm going to be fair and play devil's advocate even with myself and against myself. Um, my good friend Bob Griss, again, doesn't agree with me on weight transfer. He thinks you stay very centered and turn around a, a single post. And, and I've always been uh, being quite perfect. I teach two ways, Chris. I teach some people to load and release their weight like you saw in those images on the balance board. And there are some people who have greater flexibility, greater flexibility, I try to keep more centered. So it depends who's standing in front of me. I, I'm a little bit of a chameleon in that sense where, it, you know, I, I teach weight transfer differently based on who's in front of me and what their ability is. I am a low flexibility player. In other words, I'm, 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 I'm a short little fat Italian guy and I don't have a lot of flexibility. So I've got to get my weight moving right and left to create any speed. You look at a guy who's got high flexibility, he might stay a little bit more centered. And, and have a better chance of finding the golf ball. So I think it depends who's in front of you. I think that for the average player at the club level, okay, who is not an Adonis, is not Charles Atlas, and is not really, really pliable, 
I think I want to get that weight transferring. And that's what I use. The, I use that balance board with those people more often than not. The balance board I've had for about 30 years, I've just made it a lot more stable and a lot better product in the last two years. I've had great success with that balance board and teaching people how to feel and find a weight transfer and sequence their arms in the delivery of the golf club as they move their weight both behind the golf ball, back to impact, and through the golf ball to their pro wheel left side as for a right-handed player. So it's been, a, it's been a very simple tool but a very effective tool. And those images that you saw, the ones you saw on Facebook that you're talking about, was just a demonstration of how I try to play golf myself. Tom, before I let you go, remind our listeners again how they can stay up to date with all the great things that you do and follow you online and on social media. Well, tonight they can find me at MajorLeagueBaseball.com on, <laughs> on, the Fox, on the Fox Network until at least midnight. But normally, but normally they can find me at TomPatry.com. They can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those places, um, just by simply looking for Tom Patry. Um, but more importantly, what they should be looking for is next on the T every time it's on the air because it's the greatest golf podcast in the world. That's what they should be looking for. Ah, I appreciate you, GP, very, very much, my friend. Go back, enjoy the All-Star game. You probably only missed 12 home runs with the juice ball that they've got this year. So, you know, oh, I'm sure stop, the score is stop. 13 to 12. How, so I want to ask you a question. How many games are the Red yeah. Sox out at the break now? Uh, 10, I think. 10 or 11, yeah. So are, are, are we looking – are you going to tell me there's going to be a comeback in the second half? Is that what you're going to tell me? Of course there is. Why wouldn't there be? I'm going to be up yeah, in Fenway okay. just in a couple of weeks. I'll be out there sitting on the uh, on the Monster, checking out the Angels series. I'll be down the third base line. We, my son and I are going up there. And the, the comeback begins, my friend. So for all our listeners out there, although I love Christmas Carol very, very much, that was a statement that proves that he's very delusional and he's lost in his baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Comeback starts soon, TP. I'm waiting for you, pal. I'm ready for you. Come and get me. All right. I appreciate Chris, your time. Go enjoy the game. Thank you so much for your time. I love being on, pal. Have a great night. Thanks, Tom. You too. That's the great Tom Patry, P-A-T-R-I. TomPatry.com is his website, and you can follow him on uh, on social media under the same. He's absolutely fantastic. His instructions are great. Tom is a great human being. He's a wonderful man and uh, doing great things out there uh, in Indianapolis now for the folks out at Hawthorne's Country Club and uh, everyone in the surrounding area. So if you're in the Indy area at all, anywhere close, Please go see him. He's going to improve your game. He's going to take it to heights that you didn't even think were possible. Tom is absolutely fantastic. All right, folks, time for me to put a bow on this edition of Next on the Tee. My sincere thanks go out again to Brian Jacobs, Catherine Roberts, and Tom Patry for joining me tonight. Please check out our website, nextonthetee.net, where you'll be able to keep up to date with our guest schedule and see who we've got coming on. Please also check us out on a newer site, launchpaddm.com. Click on the subscribe button when you find Next on the T. And thanks to those guys. We're featured right there on their homepage. We really appreciate that very, very much. And uh, check us out there. And like I say, subscribe. You can also find us on a number of other great podcasting sites like Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audioboom, Player.fm. We're across the net. If you're listening to podcasts and you've got one that uh, is your favorite, you're probably going to find us on there as well. 
please give me your thoughts. Check out our Facebook page next on the T with Chris Mascara. If you've, if you got a, you know, comment you want to make, if you got a question for one of our previous guests or a future guest, please let me know. I'll be glad to get that question answered for you. And again, uh, check out our website next on the T.net. That's where our guest schedule is going to be. Folks, thank you again for choosing to listen to the show tonight. We really appreciate the fact that you continue to make Next on the Tee a part of your golfing content. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Tuesday.